that's uh, 3.31. And I've been here since uh, 3.24. But just sit there looking pleased with yourself. I can see, I can see your pen. So, let's start exactly as we mean to carry on. Welcome to Series 3 of Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. A conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Growth. I'm relishing the development, the growth. The, you know, I'm just enjoying the fact that it's not the first time that you've been on time. Oh, I thought you were talking about the growth of your hair. Well, the growth of my hair. I mean, there's been a break. It's looking quite thin on top, though. Look, that's quite worrying. That's a visual gag, obviously. Maybe you can do some audio description of my thin hair on top. Well, no, because you don't like having your age mentioned, so I'm not going to fall into that trap. My thin hair, that's entirely different. People go bald in their 20s. Oh, you're going bald in your 20s, are you? Yeah, I could go bald in my 20s if I wanted to. What do you mean you could if you want to? You just don't go bald if you feel like it. What do you do? Just sit plucking your hair out. It's a nice top you're wearing. Thanks. So I'd like to say the same for you. But? I'd like to say the same for you. This is actually a second-hand jumper. Is there anything wrong with supporting charity shops and uh, looking after the environment instead of paying for new clothes that have been made by child labour? No, I endorse all of that entirely, but can you do it with good stroke better taste? Just because you bought cheaply doesn't mean you have to look cheap. So have you got anything nice to say? Yeah, I've missed you. Have you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we've been on a break. It's a new series. Um, We're both rested. Both rested. So rested. I'm so rested right now. You look as if you're not doing very much at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm really not. I'm not. I'm moving very slowly in the world. Yeah, it's been, yeah, very restful, peaceful, not busy in any way whatsoever time. Oh, Um, that's good. Yeah, been lovely. Well, there's a lot of upset listeners. Because why? Because we had a break. Yeah. However, because I've stalwartly carried on uh, with my own podcast that has remedied the break for some people. Right. Obviously, you've just given up and deserted like a bad therapist. You've just deserted uh, all your uh, fan base. Yeah. Whereas you, you've carried on, it would seem. Because mm. I contain and support and look after and care for my listeners. Nice. That's really kind of you. It is, yeah. Whereas you just leave them floundering and parentless and desperate. One of us has boundaries. The other does not. (laughs) No, boundaries would be if I gave good warning before I just disappeared off. So you're implying that I did... Where's the word implying coming from? I'm not implying anything. I'm making a point. Now, in the time that we've had off, You've clearly been working really hard to prepare for today's episode. Can I just check the quality of what you're going to bring to the first episode of the third series? Is it going to be as high as these first five minutes? Because I I think I need to prepare myself if you're going to be like bang, bang, bang on it as much as you have been in these first five minutes with this high quality, let's call it comedy. 
That's a no preparation whatsoever. Because I didn't want to overshadow your art because I knew, obviously, as you've had a tremendous amount of time off uh, doing which you've been doing nothing, uh, that there would be a lot of very, very high quality art that I don't want to dominate in any way whatsoever. Because the listeners are here for your art. I My understanding was that we did this podcast just because we were two friends that wanted to meet and be nice to each other during pandemic. I don't understand what all of this chat is about art or, or whatever. I thought I was just meeting my mate once a week because we missed each other and we loved Who, each other. Who's your mate? You're my mate. <laughs> do you like it when I call you my mate? What do you think? I think you love it. I think you go a little bit moist. <laughs> a little bit moist? Yeah, I think you go authentically moist when I call you my mate. What do you mean I, my saliva comes up or something? <laughs> exactly. And I dribble a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have been dribbling more. I've noticed that's been progressive during the two series that we've done. Obviously getting harder to stand up and dribbling more. I mean, I guess those are two things that come with the seven ages of man. The reason we had to have a break was purely because I was so traumatised by the final episode of the second series. Um, I needed time off to recover. Yeah, it's difficult being loved, isn't it? You must be overwhelmed with all of the gifting and the love that you got from everyone involved in this project. And the damage I did to my back returning the uh, sex castrolli. Did you do what I told you to do? Yes, I had to carry it. That's not what I told you to do, was it? I was very clear with the instructions. If the world just did what I told them to do, it would be a better place. Did you do what I told you to do? No, I wasn't going to take it out of the box and risk damaging it and then you not getting your money back. So you carried you carried a jolly? Yeah, and guess who rang while I was halfway between the house and the place I was Jose. giving it back to? So I had to put it down, hurting my back. Mm-hmm. Get the phone out of my pocket and see your stupid name pinging it on, on my telephone screen. I mean, it's like it's like you telepathically know what I'm doing. I was going to say, oh, that would be the cameras I put in your house when I was there tidying it up for you. I've done a lot of cleaning and tidying while we've been on a break and the house is, keep calling it house, it's not house, um, has been, I wouldn't say transformed, but it does look a lot nicer. I don't think you should call it a mansion. How are your kitchen cupboards, by the way? I've been a bit concerned about those during the break. Clean them. Mm. I've cleaned the whole of the kitchen. Wow. So you've learned from your mistakes then. You're cleaning the top of the cupboards because that's what happened before, wasn't it? Let's remind everybody. There was so much dust that collected on top of your kitchen cupboards that they they gave up the goat and fell off. I cleaned the top of the wardrobe, which was the most horrendous experience, possibly one of the most horrendous cleaning experiences I've ever had. But it's all dusted now. Were there any prawns on top of the cupboard? No, there weren't prawns on top of them. That's that's just a nasty thing you do. <laughs> so the flat is looking a lot cleaner. Yeah, it's looking very blurry from here. Like you've got a blurry, clean background. That's because I've been cleaning them. <laughs> you've cleaned your lens <laughs> on the computer. Got rid of all of the stuff that was on there from when you've been watching your internet videos. It does look a bit blurry. Oh, I know. It's got blur. That's why. There we go. Oh, welcome to the third series, Tippy Tapping. Um, I haven't learnt that one, has he? Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. That was two tippy taps to get rid of the blur. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So beginning of the third series, very exciting. Uh, Let's do 
what are your aims and objectives? What would you like to get from the third series of Nothing to See Here, Stephen? I'd like to get through it without you, A, upsetting me, B, annoying me, or C, making me angry. So I'm going to ask the question again, and this time, how about a realistic answer? Uh, my other aim is to get through my, by the end of the third series, to have got through my course on dealing with difficult people. Where are you at with that at the moment? Because uh, on the same thing. What about the third module? What's the third module? Uh, dealing with people that won't go away. Dealing with people that won't go away. Yeah, that just keep turning up every two weeks. What have you learned on this module so well, far? Nothing so far. Right. What have you been doing? What are you paying for? Well, it's like I say, I, every every time I do this with you, it sets me back to the beginning of the course. In fact, I think they're getting a bit fed up with me, actually, because I'm the oldest person on the course now. That's not why they're fed up with you. Is it not? And there was another course I was looking at about uh, acting and truth. Right. Thought that looked quite interesting. Yeah, you know, you made that gag way back when the first. Yeah, but it's worth making <laughs> again, isn't it? Because because as you said, I'm learning and moving on. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've learned from you is the more times you say a joke, the funnier it gets. Good bit of learning. Well done. So if you're now on this episode repeating jokes that you brought into the pilot episode they're just unbelievably hilarious now right is there anything else from the pilot episode that you'd like to bring in to the 22nd episode the beginning of the third series anything any other golden moments for you no because i can't remember what was in the pilot episode basically you spoke a load of shite i held it together you were actually quite nice in the pilot episode no, it's not true, actually. I thought you were quite nice in the pilot episode, and then I listened back and you aren't. I thought you were quite nice in the first episode as well, and then I listened back and you aren't. I was very um, nice in the feedback episode, though. Yeah, that was your nicest, wasn't it? Um, so those are my aims. So your aims are to get through it without a breakdown, is basically what you described, which hasn't happened in either of the first two series. So I'm not going to go to William Hill after we finished here today uh and put a bet on that happening well you don't know what happened in the time that we haven't been together what have you been doing in the time that we haven't been together well you see if you'd bothered to text me or ring me see how i was as opposed to just dumping me like you've dumped all your listeners uh you'd know the, the listeners and i have all been in contact <laughs> I took a, it's only you that i've dumped just so we're clear i took a leaf out of your book i've got people's phone numbers people's <laughs> emails it's like I've, i'm 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 nurturing all these illicit relationships based on the celebrity of being involved in this relationship see i mentioned that i might have had some contact with arnold holy and i got shouted down for that and now you're just saying you're in contact with all listeners that was the joke that i just made it so obviously i'm not in contact with all of the listeners i don't have illicit relationships but you do with arnold holy thus i was referring back to the last time i poked you about that and then you just pointed out what i was doing yeah but that's what you do all the time Again, it's this learning process. I say something and then you break it down and analyse it and deconstruct it with the audience and then we move on. And you, you know, in doing so, destroy the joke, which was quite obvious in the first place because we've got an intelligent set of listeners. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing what you're doing. It's all about looking up to you as my mentor because I know you, you, you think mentorship is very important, don't you? I do, yeah. Do you want to extend that idea? No. 
So what else did you do with your time off then? Did you adapt anything? No. I did finish a play. Did you? Mm-hmm. And I'm adapting something I've already written. So it's not really adapting, is it? I think it's the worst sort of adaptation. You're so, you got so desperate. <laughs> now you're adapting your own work rather than writing anything original. So what, no, so what have you been up to? We haven't heard anything, have we? What have I been up to? Hmm. Nothing, been laying still. Basically, I'm like, do I exist outside this podcast? No, I'm in stasis. I'm like, the tree doesn't fall over, does it? What tree? In the woods. Nobody hears it. Of course it falls over. If a tree falls over, it falls over. I'm looking forward to many more deep, profound conversations. I mean, tap might be dripping in my bathroom, but no one's looking at it. That isn't to say it's not dripping. So you've been doing nothing. Uh, I've been exceptionally busy. In what way? Doing nothing. <laughs> Have you been working with people? I've unfortunately been involved with a lot of people. You see, that's where you go wrong, isn't it? Yeah. And that's all we need to say about that. Yeah. So you're still working with the same people that you started working with? Or are they just dropping like flies and you're clinging on to other ones? No, I don't think there's a little implication here that I'm difficult to work with. Uh, whereas I think what you'll find is, like you, people stay. And then, you see, I have been caring for you because I sent you something on an alternative to pickling lemons. You did. I was almost grateful and almost interested. See, the fact that I'm sitting on the toilet reading that and then you come into my head... Don't you think that's a nice thing? None of that sentence works anyway. <laughs> Just so we're clear. As well, you knew before you even started it. <laughs> Can you stop making your own jokes that you find funny? So I sent you something on pickling. What else have I sent you? I sent you a funny cartoon. You See, I... Hmm? Sorry, I interrupted you. I sent you a funny cartoon. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you. It's really bad co-present. It's another one of those hilarious okay. jokes, isn't it? It's terrible. Just to inform the list. It's really inexcusable. Like, Look at the, and it's not even funny. That's the other thing. What isn't? All of the interruptions, the bad, no. the predictable joke. No. And I've booked a haircut. You've booked a haircut? Mm -hmm. Which of the two are you going to get cut? The left or the right one? Uh, the left nostril. What about your ear hair? Yeah, well, that's another appointment, isn't it? I can only do one appointment at a time. They don't do it all at one go. Do they not? They haven't, got, they haven't got time. What about your anal hair? I'm not even going to respond to that. Does, is it your barber that does your anal hair? Or is that is that a different... Is that is that the... Uh, what do you do? Is that a waxer? Is that a... What do you do? What What... Is it the same person that does your ears, your nostrils and your anus? Or what's the combination? Who does your toes, your feet? Is that, do you have like, are you like a celebrity that has a thousand gurus around them? Did you miss me? Um, did I miss you? I mean, does that mean, do I miss you as a friend or do I miss you as the podcast host? Why are those different things? <laughs> It occurred to me that we haven't seen each other in 
person to person for a very long time. It is a very long time. I think the last time we saw each other, I gifted you lots of things in your bag, which you weren't very grateful for. Oh, yeah, that's why we haven't seen each other. It's nothing to do with the pandemic. It's just you upset me so much, wasn't it? Yeah, upset you by giving you gifts because you find it really difficult to be loved. Oh, that was the crab sticks, wasn't it? Who doesn't want to be loved by crab sticks? And a squashed aubergine. Exactly. Who doesn't want to be loved by crab sticks and a squashed aubergine? Yet again, you present something like it's an outrageous or ridiculous idea when all it is is an expression of, of love. And didn't you return something that I'd already given to you as a gift? Oh, yeah, you got very grumpy about that, didn't you? Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. And, but then you ate them on a point of politics. So basically, Stephen bought me some nice biscuits for my birthday, which I mocked in the podcast for the purposes of, of, of the paid comedy. And, uh, and, then, and then as a, another layer of the joke, I put them in his bag and he took them home. I thought it was quite a funny joke. I mean, it was quite a funny joke. I've checked it out with lots of people. However, Stephen got a little bit grumpy about it. And rather than catching himself, he then ate the cookies to make a political point, thus embarrassing himself three times. Yeah, I should just move on to another podcast. Yeah, maybe you should. But please don't do any more on your own. I got a cookie with 50 on it and congratulations on my 50th anniversary, which was much nicer than getting a walking, a folding walking frame and bright pink anal beads. I didn't get you the bright pink anal beads. Uh, and I'm just showing down a picture of my cookie, which has got uh, one of those post through your letterbox cookies with 50 on it. And a lovely card saying, many congrats on your golden anniversary, Mr. Burt Pods with love. Ah. So if it was a choice between that or a folding walking frame for a podcast anniversary, which one would you have gone for? I would have gone for the one that was more useful and less calorific. <laughs> so I'm thinking the walking frame because uh, I could burn calories using the walking frame rather than gaining calories. And also, uh, in a, in my theoretical res rhetorical response to your question, I also find it difficult to stand up on flat surfaces. A cookie, not going to help me stand up on flat surfaces. That was the other thing. When I fell over, I wasn't even on a flat surface. I was on a hill. I hit a mud patch while I was walking down a hill, which is why I fell flat on my back. That was the first time, the second time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And the third time? Hmm. I didn't fall over three times. You did. No, I didn't. Day, you did the next day. No, I fell over twice the same day. When you were buying your Antiques Roadshow stamps at the post office the next day, the collector's thing, the antiques that you'd been waiting for for six months that came out the limited edition Antiques Roadshow stamp collection, you fell over in the post office and they had to call an ambulance. And then the ambulance came and laughed at you. <laughs> Because there was nothing wrong with you. They said, do you know what you need? And you were like, don't say sex cast trolley because the timeline of this joke won't work. Uh, Why do you call it a trolley when it's a walking frame? It's got wheels. It's got wheels. Yeah. Do you remember Transformers? I don't mean the, the plug thing. So the, the sexy cast trolley is a little bit like a transformer. So it's both a walking frame and then you can do like a thing. And, and it flips the wheels out and you can use it as like a as trolley. What's really, really annoying is that one of the biggest fans of both of the uh, podcasts said, I'm sorry, but I thought the walking frame was hilarious. I said I was apoplectic. And they just replied, it is funny.
So it's just lose-lose, isn't it? There is somebody that can appreciate art when they see it and feel it. Sadly, they're Australian. Yet again, with the isms and the prejudice. No wonder my sister hates you. She doesn't hate me. No, she does. She doesn't. She does, she told me. How can you hate someone that you've never met? She's listened to most of these episodes. (laughs) It's quite easy to hate. (laughs) Not read the tweets. Yeah, there was a lot of concern that the podcast was coming to an end because you kept talking about our relationship coming to its end. Yeah, it's, well, now we've had a break, I feel a little bit more secure in it. Oh, you've been reflecting on it, have you? No, it's just my attachment style. Define attachment. I feel secure now I've been away from you for a while. It's only when I'm with you that I feel insecure in the attachment. <laughs> Mainly, if not wholly, because it's your fault. I'd like to take some responsibility. However, when it when the kind of toxicity and the aggression is happening at you, and it's out of your control. It's difficult to own anything. What's toxicity? You. You are toxic. You're like a dripping tap. What's toxic? What's toxicity? Toxicity. Toxicity. Is that the right word? Oh my God! Have you? Have, where's our box of words? If only we had a primary school teacher that could give us a box of words and give us some lessons in English speaking. If only somebody involved in this podcast could have made a little bit of an effort to follow through on something oh why would, why would i want to do that tip tap 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 hello dears yes mrs plover again mrs plover from Summerlee school in dover i should explain one thing i i'm a terribly young grandmother I'm, people always say i'm terribly young mrs plover You're a terribly young grandmother how old is your daughter well well dear frida well, there was, well, anyway, there was a bad night in the back alley. What can I say? We don't go into it much. Anyway, Frida, yes, Frida, Frida bred rather young. So I'm a terribly young grandmother, but I'm delighted. I'm delighted. And yes, I have this lovely little role at Frida's school. Frida works there too, you know, she got me in, got me in. And, I, and I'm in charge of the reading now. And um, I was looking up this word you use, this word you use so often in your broadcast, mincing and and you know you know what it means it means means this it means to walk in in a dainty manner you know like that little ditty to set before the king what a dainty dish to set before the king now is that really what you want to be seen as dears a dainty dish i mean i mean come on come on gentlemen don't gentlemen you're gentlemen now I've got a lot of problems with this. That's a surprise then. I can't understand a word she's saying. Nobody wants a backstory. Every story has a backstory. I don't want a backstory. We don't know anything about the sex factor. We don't know anything about Maria Macarena. We don't know anything about whatever her name is from up north. Brendan, we know a little bit about just because he got a bit lost. Mrs. Clover, she wants to turn up and- Clover, Clover. Mrs. Dover, whatever. Mrs. D- just could, can you just turn up and do what it is that you're supposed to? I'm sorry, I didn't. If if you if we'd needed a backstory for our jingles, you just needed to say it's not no. a jingle. No, it's not a jingle. It is a member of the public who has rung up a listener, devoted listener, who's rung up and left a message. Oh, I liked what you said the first time. Can you not say what you said the first time again? What did I say the first time? I liked it when they wung up. So a member of the public has wung up. 
So you uh, don't know the difference between a, um, somebody leaving a message and a jingle. Right. OK. Now, obviously, um, what's his name? Brendan. He left a message and we did get a bit of his story because we heard Dave, didn't we? So we know that Dave is in Brendan's life. We don't know anything about Maria Macarena because she just jingles. I'd like to request, if we're going to broadcast the public on our podcast, can we not have any of their backstory? Can we just have what it is that they're there to do? Can you do better editing? We can't make a cheaper version of The Archers. I know that <laughs> I know that's what traumatised you as a child. And the fact that Little Rimmy story was on was on Radio Four or whatever it was, Little Rimmy, Little Rimmy Thompson. Rimmy. Um, yeah. Who's Rimmy? Oh, whatever his name was that your that your um aunt wrote about that got on Radio Four. Stephen. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Rimmy. Little, yeah. So I thought it was Little Rimmy. No, you didn't. Little Rimmy and his adventures, forced to listen to the archers. It's clearly one of the things that scarred you and messed you up, which is why you spent so long in therapy. But no jingles. Apparently the jingles are, are, are not you. You've just been complaining about the jingles. Which is it? Can you see complaining you... about the jingles. I was just saying you don't know the difference between a jingle and a person that's left a message. Want to know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. Feedback! Tracy Stamp's been in touch. Has she? Listened to Sabotage and Relentless. The show has definitely improved and is easier to listen to. I hate to say it, but Darren's music choice for the voiceover was better. I am genuinely really happy about the mystery plays. That is so exciting and congratulations on the successful funding. When did Solve become a noun? We've had some tweets. Uh, reclaiming Castle Grayskull says, um, clearly Lisa's going to get all Glasgow Rangers fan on Darren. I think, this is, I think this is in response to the quiz that we sort of almost set up, which was just how ridiculous you were that you couldn't get the Ibex, uh, Lisa's Ibex reference. So that's what these tweets are about. Glasgow Rangers fan, what does that mean? Yeah, we can't run another quiz about what does the tweet mean about the quiz. This could run and run and run forever. Um, knees up Mother Brown, spelled M-U-V-V-A, says a good quality potential 13-point score in Scrabble. Stefan. I don't understand that one. You didn't understand the first one. You're not doing very well, are you? We can't run quizzes on the tweets. So this little bit of art I'm engineering right now is the responses to the fact that you didn't know what Lisa meant when she said she was going to get all Ibex on me. So reclaiming Castle Grayskull tweeted, clearly Lisa's going to get all Glasgow Rangers fan on Darren. So are Glasgow's fans called Ibex? No. Mm -hmm. uh, Knees Up Mother Brown tweeted, a good quality potential 13-point score in Scrabble. So is Ibex a good 13-point score in Scrabble? Tick. So I've got one out of two. You don't get any points for acknowledging what you've achieved. <laughs> this wasn't even supposed to be a quiz, and now it's become yet another stupid Stephen Thompson quiz. What this bit was was just me reading out the tweets that people sent in in response to the fact that you didn't know what Lisa meant when she said, I'm going to get all my bets on Darren. It wasn't supposed to be another stupid Stephen Thompson quiz. 
Yet, so far, you've scored one out of two. Three, Limp Bisquet tweeted, you've got to be kidding me, Simon! Exclamation mark. Yeah, I think, I think we've got people getting my name wrong. I think that joke's got a bit tired now. Yeah, but I think the people that tweeted in were carrying on the joke. I think that's the point. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak on behalf of the listeners. That would be inappropriate. I'm not doing any more tweets. No, because they're not funny, the tweets. Are they not? No. I'm not sure people were trying to be funny. At least, you know what? At least there's no fucking backstory in the tweets. If someone had just tweeted in what the point of that Ibex comment was and enlightened me, that would have been uh, useful. But you've just got a load of stupid tweets that I don't understand. Can we move on? Can we? Uh, Stephen, let's feedback about me. Yes, let's. Who's feeding back? I've actually, I've made some notes about my feedback for myself. Right, Darren, you started off first series. You started off very well. Uh, towards the middle, you got even better. Towards the end of the second series, amazing. Um, that's the strengths and the positive stuff. Areas for development, You sometimes you're a bit too good. Other, other times... You're overcompensating for the lack of uh, what you're getting from your co-presenter. Maybe just relax in knowing how brilliant and beautiful your art is. Maybe you don't need to try so hard because you're already at excellence. Um, maybe you lack confidence in your confidence. So don't be afraid of being more confident. Uh, so that's a good area for development. Sometimes, Darren, you can be a bit of a doubter. So if in doubt, don't doubt, because what you're doing is, if not perfect, almost perfect, if not all of the time, most of the time. Your area for development is that last point zero zero one percent And really, if you got that point zero zero one percent you'd probably be a little bit too intimidating for your co-presenter who's already intimidated. So that would be a little bit insensitive. And as... If you refer back to the strengths, one of the strengths that we didn't name was how sensitive you are. You probably want to retain that 0.0% not being perfect in order that you can be sensitive for your co-presenter who clearly isn't nearly as talented as you. I do have a name. In my feedback, I've referred to you as my co-presenter. Obviously, in reality, I know who you are, but in my feedback, because obviously I was writing it sort of third personally, because that's the way you do that sort of corporate feedback nonsense. I've written it in third person. You are also referred to as my co-presenter so that I don't upset you if I say anything bad. So what are you doing with this feedback? Well, it's it's an opportunity for a um, bit of PGD, isn't it? So you're learning from your own feedback? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um... Are we doing Football Corner? Or did, was that already done when you mentioned Celtic Ranger fans? Was that, I don't get that joke. Nobody mentioned Celtic Rangers fans. Yeah. What you just said is massively offensive <laughs> to anybody that has any sort of interest in football or historical politics. Well done for yet more isms and prejudice. Um I'd like to apologise on behalf of everybody involved in this podcast. Uh, uh, and I'd like to disown any sort of involvement from any aspects of this podcast. Well, I just stay quiet because I've upset so many football fans. Yeah, and 
people of religious belief. <laughs> Quite an achievement, to be honest. No, not you're so prejudiced that you actually manage to upset people by accident. You don't even do it intentionally, like most prejudiced people. You've you've done it by accident. Should we bring some sanity back? Should we hear from Jesse? Yes. If your snacking is out of control, use chopsticks. Using chopsticks takes a lot longer than using your fingers, thus curbing the amount you eat. That one is especially for you, Stephen. I don't snack. So then why are you so fat? No good turning your problems onto me. <laughs> That's just a bizarre idea. Not a bizarre idea, is it? It's quite a logical idea. No, I'm very good with um, chopsticks. I could easily snack quite happily with chopsticks. Uh, should we have a sex fact? Because you love those. The sex fact is the only reason I do this podcast. I know. I don't know how I did one to five, to be honest. It's the only thing that you're still turning up for. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. In Finland, pregnant mums receive a baby box for free. What's in the baby box? Maternity stuff. Like? Maternity things. Well, like what? Stuff that you need for maternity. Yeah, so you don't know the details. You just know they are maternity things. I'm, I'm telling I'm answering your question. You're just trying to point score. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm answering your question. I think you're just trying to catch me out, thinking that I haven't done <laughs> enough research about the thing that I presented to you as a piece of art. Do you want to know the answer to the question genuinely? No, not really. It's a box of stuff. And then regardless of, like, the kids' class, they get... It's probably their first bed because they get to sleep in the box. That's the point of it. So it's like there's a sleeping bag, there's some outdoor stuff, um, and there's like bathing products, obviously, and some nappies and stuff, and some bedding. So basically, they use the box. It's probably quite often it's the baby's first bed, and that's provided by the government. How amazing is that? That was really brilliant acting there because just for the listeners, uh, obviously, Darren had no idea what was in the box and had to tippy tap, well, silently tippy tap it, look up on his screen. Um, he quickly looked at it on his screen while I was waffling on about something else. And so by the time he was telling me, he was able to uh, lean back and because of three years training, look as if he was uh, bringing all this knowledge simultaneously, instantaneously out of his head. Uh, so what I was saying, what well, the point I was making, I'm not even interested in this maternity box of losses. Were you making a point? Well, I was just interested because that is a typical sort of thing that Finland probably would do. And I just thought if they did it in our country, you'd probably get some, like when we were feeding children with free, supposedly free food, lunch, free lunches during the, when the pandemic got really bad. And there were those appallingly packed together shit bags of food for want of a better word um i just thought well if we did maternity boxes they'd probably be just as bad so i was interested in what high quality usable stuff the finish would put into their baby box it's not even interesting this no i think you're making a valid point because i think you're talking about if if in the very 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 unlikely event that we did something similar in this country Basically, we would give the contract to one of our mates that had no experience or qualification 
in uh, providing baby boxes and it would be done on cheap as a profit-making activity. But you'll do it anyway because your mate's in the government and you are a winemaker. And that's why you got the contract. Should we do a promote? Yes. Have you noticed that I've been very positive with my yeses? Every time you've asked a question, I've gone... I mean, you do say it with a fucking sigh and a resignation. Yeah, but I cut the sigh. Yeah, and then all the listeners here is the Play positive yes. The jingle now. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Right. Heads is a genuine promote. Now, do you know what? Last time you almost did a decent promote. We got there in the end. Why don't we try today you doing a genuine promote and seeing if you cannot mess it up and then I don't have to bring it back. So it's heads. Genuine promote. Stephen Thompson. Go. My genuine promote is two things that are making uh, people talk and listen to each other as opposed to uh, shout each other down in the echo chambers that we seem to be trapped in at the moment. Um, the first one is a uh, it's a podcast called Making Theatre, set up by two lighting designers, James Farncombe and Bruno Poet, and they basically talk to people in different areas of the, the theatre about what they do. So people like Darren, who have no idea what a stage manager does or any sort of technical work in a theatre production, can listen to this, learn what the person does, and therefore become a more kind, accepting human being when mistakes are made. Leading on to that from that, uh, unfortunately, this is American, and I really think someone should do it uh, in this country. It's the same idea but it's done with American, uh, not just politicians, but people of all levels of the American political structure. And it's called a starting point. Basically, they do various things, but they give uh, elected officials uh, a two, minute answer, uh, two minutes to answer a series of common questions. So they're people representing the government, people who work in immigration and uh, in human rights and the economy. Uh, so they let them talk without interruption um there's a daily point where which is a forum for elected officials where they just have two minutes to put forward a point that they want to make and then they have what they call counterpoints which is discussions between people of opposing views where each side gives time to listen to uh, what the other person is saying and the idea is that we can listen to people who we agree with and people who we don't agree with and take on all sorts of views and opinions, understand each other, and hopefully make a better world. So that's a startingpoint.com. So, so far in your general promotes, you've promoted podcasts, Dolly Parton. <laughs> and the pandemic. Oh, there must be other things I've done. Nope. Thank you for your contribution. Beautiful. On that note, I've got some drilling to do. Uh, we haven't done, we're not, Brendan's not sponsoring us. No, can you stop pretending that we do Beds of Devon in every episode? <laughs> McVitty Woman is a bit. Can you not call her the McVitty Woman? Staying quiet. Notice the Muswell Hill white male privilege that he's called her the McVitty Woman. He didn't call Brendan that Cockington man. Can you see what's happening here? No, because I remember Brendan's name. 
if I hadn't remembered his name, I'd have called him the duvet man. Sure. It's funny how you remember the men's name. <laughs> no, Brendan's been on the show a long time, and the woman from the north has only been on twice. Deborah McFitty. McFitty. Yeah, not McVitie's. That's a brand of biscuit. So she's McFitty. Yeah, she's not a brand of biscuit. They are not sponsoring us. It'd be lovely if they were. I think they'd be paying us a lot more than uh, Deborah is, but that we don't just do it for the money. We do it for the love and your free place on the technical refreshment course. And on that note... there as if it's oh i've got no control on these things that are happening it's not my fault how does this happen this act of this act of god what did the maid want she was just saying i was even saying she there was there is no maid your there maid- is no sexy cast trolley there is a folding walking frame you see, this is what you do. You you make my you warp my reality, and then I start believing it. Which just leaves us with a question: Since the beginning of the podcast, has my personal growth and development a grown, b stayed the same, or six my perception of reality is now so warped it is completely out of control? That was nothing to see here with Darren and Stephen, the growth episode. Welcome back on board, and thank you all for listening. You're trying to be kind. What does that mean? I'm trying to be kind. Kind to whom? I'm just trying to be kind. Mainly that involves me not saying anything, which counteracts the the point of this podcast. So it's difficult, isn't it? Precisely. We did get to a point in our friendship last week where I was so not missing you. As I said, I would have happily just pushed you out of an aeroplane without a parachute. You know that when I do art for podcasts, have you noticed how I prepare it in advance? So I don't like... You don't. You're always faffing around saying, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second, because you don't know what you're doing. And then you play the wrong thing. And then, but then I cut all that out and make you look as if you all prepared beautifully, like some Blue Peter presenter. It's over.